Dreamland by Edgar Allan Poe By a route obscure and lonely, haunted by ill angels only, where an Adelon named Night on a black throne reigns upright. I have reached these lands but newly, from an ultimate dim Thule, from a wild weird clime that lieth sublime out of space, out of time. Bottomless vales and boundless floods and chasms and caves and titan woods with forms that no man can discover for the dews that drip all over, mountains toppling evermore into seas without a shore, seas that restlessly aspire, surging unto skies of fire, lakes that endlessly outspread their lone waters, lone and dead, their still waters, still and chilly, with the snows of the lolling lily. But the lakes that thus outspread their lone waters, lone and dead, their sad waters, sad and chilly, with the snows of the lolling lily. By the mountains near the river, murmuring lowly, murmuring ever. By the gray woods, by the swamp, where the toad and the newt encamp. By the dismal tarns and pools, where dwell the ghouls. By each spot the most unholy, in each nook most melancholy. There the traveler meets aghast, sheeted memories of the past, shrouded forms that start and sigh as they pass the wanderer by, white-robed forms of friends long given in agony to the earth and heaven. For the heart whose woes are legion, tis a peaceful, soothing region. For the spirit that walks in shadow, tis Oh, tis an Eldorado. But the traveler traveling through it may not, dare not, openly view it. Never its mysteries are exposed to the weak human eye unclosed. So wills its king, who hath forbid the uplifting of the fringed lid. And thus the sad soul that here passes beholds it but through darkened glasses. By a route obscure and lonely, haunted by ill angels only, where an Adelon named Night on a black throne reigns upright, I have wandered home but newly from this ultimate dim Thule. Chapter One Still Waters Kit had only recently found out what a flail was, and now there was a rack of them hanging over his head, shiny and sharp and deadly. He had never seen anything like the weapons room at the Los Angeles Institute before. The walls and floors were white silver granite, and granite islands rose at intervals throughout the room, making the whole place look like the arms and armor exhibit at a museum. There were staves and maces, cleverly designed walking sticks, necklaces, boots, and padded jackets that concealed slim, flat blades for stabbing and throwing, morning stars covered in terrible spikes and crossbows of all sizes and types. 
The granite islands themselves were covered with stacks of gleaming instruments carved out of atomus, the quartz-like substance that shadow hunters mined from the earth, and that they alone knew how to turn into swords and blades and steelies. Of more interest to Kit was the shelf that held daggers. It wasn't that he had any particular desire to learn how to use a dagger, nothing beyond the general interest he figured most teenagers had in deadly weapons. But even then, he'd rather be issued a machine gun or a flamethrower. But the daggers were works of art. Their hilts, inlaid with gold and silver and precious gems, blue sapphires, cabochon rubies, glimmering patterns of thorns etched in platinum and black diamonds. He could think of at least three people at the shadow market who'd buy them off him for good money. No question.